I want to greet you uh, this evening. I'm Bill McCutcheon, the lead pastor here. And it's great to be able to gather together on this evening. It is a unique evening. It's a part of a grand story. A story that began before the foundation of time. It didn't start in the creative act of God. It started within the heart and the mind of God. Where God before all time determined to be the author. And this world is his story and we are the characters within that story. You see, God speaks the world into existence, Genesis 1. He upholds everything by the power of his word and all the days ordained for us are already written in a book before one of them has come to be. God is the author. He's also a character in the story. And that's the amazing part about uh, this story. At Christmas time, people, they come and they overlook what the incarnation, what the coming of God in human form is all uh, about. We write it off maybe as sentimentality, that it's just a good feeling. As some of you uh, who are regular around here know, I've been out of it for the last month, ruptured a disc and had surgery last Thursday to repair it. And I've had a lot of time of reading stories, of watching stories on TV. And what I've seen in a lot of this activity, especially in insomnia, uh, being up, there's some interesting things on from one to seven in the morning. Lots of repeat things uh, that you can watch and really bad Hallmark movies. No offense to all of you Hallmark fans who are there. But they try to explain Christmas away. Ah, Christmas is about the ornaments. Christmas is about the traditions. It's about the, the casseroles and the turkey or the ham. It's about love. It's about family. It's about being good and loving others. It's trying to explain what Christmas is all about and what comes across is a wash with just sentimentality. Sentimentality is very different from love. Sentimentality costs absolutely nothing. Love costs absolutely everything. But we can't dive into what it really means in our culture. Or you write it off as skepticism. I don't believe any of that. The world is what it is. It came uh, into form out of materials bumping into one another and cosmic algorithms writing themselves into being and all of this stuff uh, that we do. It's silly. I'm skeptical of it all. On your row are both types of people probably. Some of you are here out of grand sentimentality. This is the tradition of your family. You come and it's part of the tradition. It's part of feeling good. And some of you are here because some sentimental person in your family has forced you to be here and you're the skeptic. I don't believe in any of it, but she's my mother-in-law. And I'm here. I'm married to this and I'm, I'll be here and do that. Well, in both of those places, we miss the actual story of what Christmas is all about. Because you see, Christmas is... The story of God with us. 
It, it is this incredible narrative uh, that speaks of, of all of creation, that God's speaking all of creation into being. And then being the author of all things, this, this huge word that is used in the Bible says about God is called Yahweh. One way to describe that is the one who, the one who causes all things, the one who causes. God is the one who causes all things. He's the one who writes uh, everything together. He's the author. And what we find is this author determined to enter into the story. You see, characters within a story can never initiate relationship with the author. They can't write the author into the storyline. They're just characters. For a character to come face to face with the author, the author has to write himself or herself into the story. And for us, there is an author to our story, to this world, to it all. And if we would ever meet him, if we were ever to engage with him, he has to initiate the relationship. He has to write himself into the narrative. And in the beginning was the word. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus wrote himself into the story, the very one who called creation into being. One Christian author and pastor put it this way, a lasting and meaningful story will always be an extension of the very life of its author. When God enters the story, he takes up the central role and suddenly it becomes apparent that his role was central all along. God enters the story. And I was thinking about that. I've had a, a lot of time to think uh, lately. And I was thinking about what if I was writing the story? How would I write myself into uh, the story? How would I write myself? Would, would it be just a little cameo on the side so that somebody would have to look and see Bill McCutcheon? Oh, there's the author over there. Of course not. Most, if not all of us, with the size of our egos, would write a smack dab into the middle uh, of the story as the heroine or the hero uh, with the body type that we've determined is the best, uh, with the look that we've determined is the best, stepping in with whatever superpowers we're supposed to have to come in and to save the day. And Jesus, when he wrote himself into the story, wrote himself in, interestingly enough, as a human first. Not as some Greek deity dropping down out of heaven, but in human form and in abject poverty and weakness. He entered the story different from any author. He came in and he is the hero but a different type of hero. He is the central part of the story. He is Shakespeare and Hamlet. He is Lewis and Aslan. He is Rawlings and Potter. He is both the writer and the savior of the story. Every great story, every epic tale has the author, the hero, the villain, the twisting plot. And our culture would say that your story, it's just a story. 
There's no ultimate meaning to it because there's no ultimate meaning uh, to anything in life because this world is the sum total of its part and there's nothing beyond it. Therefore, your story has absolutely no meaning. It might mean something to you for now, but if you step back from it and look around, it can't have any significant meaning because everything at some point at the end of the day means nothing at all. And you can't speak of anybody else's story or critique their story. You can only live yours. Well, Jesus comes in very differently to understand the story of life. He writes it incredibly differently. He comes in to the story in human form. He comes in fully God, fully man, come together without confusion. He comes and he steps into this place. And the question you have to ask is why? Why in the world would he do it? Just start over. Write a different story. Shred this one. Let it roll off into oblivion and start with a new one. But he didn't. He wrote himself in. And he wrote himself in as a man. So that he could relate to our stories. He was a man who understood pain and suffering. He understood loss. He understood poverty. He understood life. And that reality has come and touched me in the last month more than I could have imagined. I've heard of people who suffered with chronic pain. And in the three weeks leading up to my surgery, I experienced such pain that there were nights I just wept. I was crawling, literally crawling on my floor, beating my hand against the hardwood floor. It felt better in the pain of my hand than it was in the pain of my back and leg. And I cried. And I laid there thankful that Lisa hadn't come out to see that little spectacle. And as I laid there and I prayed and I was thinking and considering and laying on the couch and sitting in the chair and walking down the hall and doing all that I could do. I realized this. I am so thankful to have a God who wrote him in to my story and can relate to my life. That he was a man deeply acquainted with pain and suffering. And what I found in those moments wasn't that my pain dissipated at all. What I found in those moments wasn't that I prayed and magically it was gone. What I found in those moments of tears and of lament and of crying out, that the pain ultimately led to a place of praise, of going, God, I'm so thankful for you that I don't know why this happens. I don't understand it. I'm not looking for the why. But what I know is it's not just happening. 
There's something more than fate. There's something more than simple determinism in this moment that you as a good and loving and faithful author of my story are writing this. And because I can trust you, I can trust you in this moment. Friends, I don't know what you are experiencing. I hope it's not a ruptured disc with acute pain down your right side. If it is, let's talk. We can commiserate. But there's unique things that you are experiencing. Loneliness. Separation from family. Rejection. Pain, tears. I don't know, misunderstood within your family. Loss. Here's the beauty of the author of a story of creation and of Christmas, and of your life. He can relate. He wrote it. And he wrote himself in. He is the most accessible God you could ever dream up. Because it said he left the glories and the beauties of heaven to come down and to come and to be with us. And he looked at our lives and he realized this about us. You'll never be able to save yourselves. You can't do it. You'll never be able to find purpose and meaning uh, in this life. You keep buying into the wrong things. So I'm going to come and I'm going to show you the way. I'm going to do for you what you couldn't do. There's, uh, there is a dragon. There is an evil person. There is uh, this enemy that's out there. You'll never be able to defeat him. So I'll enter into the story. I'll stand in your place. I will do everything perfectly that you couldn't do. I will then come and defeat the enemy that you could never defeat. I will take that punishment upon myself. I will be crushed because the incarnation Christmas never makes sense without Easter. But I'll go to a cross and I'll pay the penalty and I'll be buried and then I'll be raised from the dead, and then I'm going to sin, and I'm going to take my human life, my perfect life, and I'm going to give it to my Father in exchange for your human life. One on one, one for one. And he takes it, and he takes your life. He doesn't necessarily get rid of your pain, but he redeems it. He doesn't take away all the loss, but he gives meaning to it. Death is still with us, but he gives a hope beyond the grave. He gives us victory in a place that says you can never win. That's the beauty of what Christmas is all about. John Wrigley wrote it this way. The incarnation is God's definitive answer to the emotional problem of pain and evil. The living God is not a detached observer or an absentee landlord. He doesn't stand aloof from the suffering and the pain and the evil that forms the central tenet of his epic. The God, but this God who is born is also the God who bleeds, the God who dies, the God who identifies with our sorrows by becoming the man of sorrows acquainted with grief. God comes down in the person of Jesus of Nazareth and draws to himself all of the sin and the shame and the rebellion and the hate, the sickness and the death, and he swallows it whole. He swallows it by letting it swallow him. The dragon is crushed in the crushing of the Prince of Peace. The triumphant hour of darkness and evil occurs on the day of Good Friday. 
in the victory on the day of Easter. Friends, that is a true statement. We believe that Jesus Christ wrote the story of creation. We believe that he wrote the meta story, the overarching story, and that is the true story, that he actually was born. We actually believe that here, that Jesus was born and that he really was God and that he really is coming again one day. And that story matters whether you believe it or not. But friends, it will have absolutely no bearing upon your life unless you invite the author of that story into yours. Otherwise, it's just a grand story, a true story, but it won't change your story. So the invitation at Christmas is this. Would you invite the author into your story? Would you invite Christ to come in and say, would you make, and make meaning out of this meaninglessness? Would you bring freedom when there is nothing but bondage? Would you bring hope where I'm hopeless? Would you give me something that's more than this life? And the promise from him is yes and amen. So friends, don't let this Christmas pass you by again as simple sentimentality or in a place of skepticism. Consider the truths. Consider his story. Consider yours. And would you invite the author of all things in and let him begin to write something new, something that you never could have dreamed to write. It doesn't mean that all things will be perfect in your life. Far from it. But it does mean that all things will have meaning and hope even into eternity itself. Would Christmas really matter this year to you? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for writing the story of creation. Christ, thank you for writing the story of my life. We are amazed at Christmas of what it really actually means. It's so much more than a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes but it is the reality of a king who wrote himself into the story as a weak, impoverished servant. And he grew up and he lived an incredibly perfect life and offered that life as a ransom for many. And I pray that there would be some here tonight who while you are still available to listen, they would invite you into their story today. There are some here who are hurting and I pray that you would come and begin to write into their hearts healing and peace. For some there is deep and profound brokenness and I pray that you would begin, begin uh, to bring a wholeness to their life and story. For others there's just confusion for some, there's outright rebellion. Would you break them under your loving and caring hand and bring them back and show yourself to be the most incredible kind of king to serve? Christ, we thank you that the scripture said that this world is a place of darkness and that you are true light 
and that as you came into the world, the darkness didn't know you and rejected you. I pray that we don't do that tonight. Not this season. For us, would this be a different season? One when we, we go back to the author, we read his book, and then we begin to see our story and how it makes sense now. And we look forward to the days where the chapters yet to be written will be written. And the ones that have already been experienced, we can reflect on and see your hand at work even now. We give you praise and glory. Amen.